Welcome to Make Your Mark podcast, where guests share their experiences, insights, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And I'll be your host, Kay Suthar. Hi guys, my name is Kay Sutha and welcome to Make Your Mark podcast. Now, I've got an amazing guest for us here today and she's going to be talking about something that we all need to really learn when it comes to building our business and that's automations and system integrations, right? And so today she's going to go in depth um, about how we need to build our business the right way so we can take back our time rather than doing everything. And she is absolutely amazing. She has built several businesses herself. She's been doing this for over 22 years and she's helped her clients go from nothing to making millions of dollars in their businesses, right? So she helps people generate money very quickly, making sure that systems are put in place. And so this is going to be such an epic episode. We all need to learn how to do this the right way. Please welcome Michelle Nedelik. Michelle, thank you for coming onto the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my goodness. You have no idea how excited I am. This is going to be absolutely amazing. Now, before we get into the whole nitty gritty um, of systems and automation, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself. You know, where, what kind of things you did? How did you get to this point in your business? Well, when I started in the entrepreneurial world at 23, I was in the Northwest Territories in Inuvik. And I started not one, but three businesses because, you know, go big or stay home. (laughs) I learned a lot about what not to do in business in those early years. And fortunately, I had the determination to keep going and and figure out how we do business. So fast forward to 2000, I started speaking and I was doing speaking from stage and holding workshops, things like that, and realized that. I needed some automation. I needed to promote online and, and, and get to where we're going. And we created what I like to call a Frankenware system where it's like, it's like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You try and breathe it to life. And all of a sudden there's an update and poor Frank's losing an eye and he's losing an arm and things aren't working right. And, and then that's when I, I dragged my partner in business and pleasure into the whole thing as we like to say. And he discovered this software at the time called Infusionsoft. It's now called Keep Max Classic. And yeah. we went, oh my God, this is brilliant. The clouds parted, the angels sang, and he was in his happy place. And I said, that's great. I don't care. Just do what you got to do to get her done. And uh, we'll be talking about more about why this was so epic that it was changing because a lot of business owners are like, I don't care. It's just, I just need a website. I just need a whatever. Let's just go and do this. I wasn't much different. <laughs> And fortunately, I had a Brad with me, and I'm to this day don't really understand how people can can run their businesses without having a Brad behind them. But we want to help all businesses have a Brad behind them. For sure, for sure. And so, I guess that leads me to um, the very first question I ask you: Is when people are building their business, right? They're first of all, people build a business 
right? Because they want to have more time, more freedom doing the things that they love doing with their families, or maybe not so much with their families, you know? (laughs) Or going to be without their families or... (laughs) (laughs) But then when people actually you know, start building a business and they're like, this is going to be epic. They're going to be making lots of money. And as you know, it never works out as planned. And all of a sudden you're doing 90 hours, right? A week. And you're wearing all the hats of your business and doing the sales and doing the promotion and doing, you know, making sure systems work and, you know, doing all of this stuff when that's not what we set out. And so now you come along and say, hey guys, You need to put the brakes on here. We need to slow things down. We need to kind of automate and build or bring in systems so we can integrate it and automate the entire process where possible. So when people are first starting out, where should they start when building a business? That's a great question. And it's, I think we need to kind of back up the bus and understand that there's really four stages of a business. And the first one is the startup phase where we're throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out what works. We have this idea of who our ideal client is and the products that they're going to want. And as we kind of go along and morph, we find out that we may be completely right and on target, or we might've been completely wrong and (laughs) everything that we've done amounts to nothing. And we have to change the direction and go somewhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it the startup phase is fortunately at the beginning of your business. So it's at the right time to realize what works and what doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, that's totally okay. You just got to regroup and go, okay, so who is asking us questions? Who is buying from us? What are they buying and what are they asking for differently? So that phase becomes important because it's in that time that we start to realize what does work for our business. And so at some point we all get to it where we have a few clients and they're they're buying our products. Hopefully those few clients are buying the same products. <laughs> we can start to hone in on that and let go of all the rest of the stuff and start to realize, hey, this one product is where we got to be and this is what we got to sell. That's when we can get into the growth phase because now we're not div- diversifying all of our energy in 20 different directions. We can actually start to hone in on that one thing that works. And when we do that, then we can start to put our effort or money or time into that one thing. And we start to realize that there's certain things that we're doing over and over again. There's, as my dad likes to say, once is an accident, twice is a mistake, three times it's a habit. So if you've done it three times, it's time to start looking at how do I automate that? And it might be that it's in an email sequence. It might be that it's in a video series. It might be that, you know, whatever it is that you start to go, okay, every time somebody does this, I send them that. And the more we can automate that process, then the more efficient our business becomes. So that becomes an an area where we can then start to grow even further. And we get into things like affiliates and having other people promote us. And when we can get into that phase, that's a super fun phase, because now not only are we doing something once and duplicating it 10 times, we can duplicate it a hundred times or a thousand times. And we need to have the right systems in place so that when somebody says, how do you do that? The answer is not manually. Right. <laughs> manually is the death of your business. <laughs> Agree. Totally. Now, I guess the question is when you're first starting out a business, yep. what are the first maybe top three systems should you be looking out for? Should you be integrating into your business right from the get-go? 
Well, we do things a little differently in that most businesses will start and they'll bootstrap and they'll go, okay, we, you know, I just need to have a website. I just need to have an email campaign. I just need to have, and that can work uh, depending on how you have things set up, but we would recommend more to kind of have a meeting with us and look at, okay, where do you, what do you actually want to achieve in your business? Where do you want to go? What kind of business is it? Because how you run a coaching business is going to be totally different than how you would start maybe a legal firm or uh, something where, uh, especially a store where you have to have inventory and things like that. So it really depends on what kind of business you have and where your money and your energy is going into it. If I it's, like that. I like because what you, yeah. what I'm hearing is that you customize a strategy for individual people and businesses, right? It's not one size fits all. Oh, right. absolutely. And absolutely. so I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Because there are some like a coaching business, right? You want to have, if you set it up properly, you could have 10 clients at 10,000 a year. You have a group program or something and some one-on-one time and some content. You throw it in there and you go, yep, I got this package. It's awesome. And you're networking with people. You're calling people. You're going, hey, do you know anybody that might be interested in this? And you know, really all you need is a cell phone and a merchant account and you're done. <laughs> like that, That's your business. You can yeah. wipe your hands and walk away at the end of your 10 hours a week and go, okay, what do I want to do? Right. So that's a totally different business plan. But then you get a special kind of crazy like me that wants to go out and, you know, hire 50 people. <laughs> that's, that's some added complexity. We got, we got to figure out how we're going to do this. And a lot of businesses will go, okay, I'm going to start this thing and I'm going to get the wheels turning. And then once I get money, then I'm going to do it differently. Exactly. And that's probably not the way you want to do it um, because that, that tends to be a really slow start. It, uh, it, that's the one that never happens the way you thought it was going to happen. If on the other hand, you work with some people and strategize at the beginning of, okay, what do we want to create? How do we want to create it? We actually had a client that was, uh, she had made millions of dollars for other businesses because she did the sales for them. And she figured, hey, I should really do a sales class for these people because, you know, clearly they need it. And and that's a great place to start. Right. And she had the capacity. She was smart enough. She could have learned the software on her own. She's like, nope, that's not how we're doing this. This is what I want. And she built it all out and we worked with her and and strategized on how that was all going to happen. She goes, and I want to have a three-day event in two months. We're like, well, it's pushing a little, but <laughs> we could probably do that. So we set her up, got her going. Keep in mind, she had no list. She had no uh, social media following. She had no. nothing in regards to being able to sell this. Like All she had was her previous contacts that she had sold to other companies, but they sold something or they built something different. Their services and products were different. So within two months, we filled that first three-day event. She made $40,000 off it. At the end of her first year, she made her first $100,000 weekend. And I was like, all because she had the systems in place. She had the strategy in place. She was meeting with people that had a different perspective than she did on what was going on. And she was open to going, oh, okay, if that works, we'll, we'll do it your way and, and let's go. And we did. And <laughs> it's been going ever since and she's rocking it. Wow. Wow. Well, so, you know, there's something that you mentioned there that I have to have to kind of emphasize this a little bit more. She yep. started with nothing, no nothing. email list, right? <laughs> um, like she was starting from scratch and still 
In 12 months, she was able to make $100,000. In a weekend. So she had already made more. (laughs) Wow. So it's completely possible, right? So you don't need to make sure that you have a certain amount of people on your email list or a certain amount of following. You can, I guess, you do it as you build the plane. And you're there to kind of help them making sure that they're doing this all the right way, making sure they have the systems and they automate it. They're not getting bogged down and that they can actually focus on the areas that a business owner, CEO needs to focus on. Is that right? Absolutely it is. And we found that when we take the technology stress away from our clients and we're handling it, they can just go, hey, I need a landing page for this. And we go, okay, well, you also need a product. You also need, <laughs> you also need that. You also need the other thing. And then we can ask her for the things that we want. You know, here's what we think, uh, you know, could go in the thank you page. Did you want to add some more stuff? Yes. Okay. And it's, it's a back and forth conversation, but it's still enabling the entrepreneur to be able to be creative, to have that, the time and wherewithal to be able to focus on, okay, what are the benefits of this program? What are the contents that I want to put into it? What are the, you know, you're building and creating courses and doing the things you love to do as opposed to <laughs> business. <laughs> right. That way. And something yeah. else that you mentioned that I absolutely love, right? First of all, what you're saying is that you also play a role of being like your client's sounding board, right? And saying, you know, Michelle, I want to do this. Let's get it done. And you're like, hold a second. Have you thought about X, Y, and Z? as well right? because all of that that needs to come into play too which is great Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we don't know what we don't know and we need someone like you to think about those other things that we haven't thought about right to make sure that again these projects that we have these great ideas and you know this entrepreneur ceos always have these fantastic elaborate ideas but there's a process and a structure that works well to make sure you get the results that you want right and you're that person to say hold on a second we need to also think about this well yeah and it it can be something simple like a website somebody will have an idea of what they want that website to look like and we're like "Mm, that's not gonna convert anybody (laughs) it looks great but that's really not the point in the website you need to have this that and the other thing or they'll be super um you know, engineers and kind of those analytical thinkers love words and they want words everywhere. And we're like, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, your your buyers probably aren't kind of that, <laughs> that up on reading. <laughs> right. They really want to just kind of browse the site, look at the pretty pictures, go, do I like and trust this guy? Yeah, okay, it'll work. And, and they're like, really? That's how people make decisions? And we're like, yeah, it really is. <laughs> and, and it can be kind of fun and entertaining be able to have those conversations, but it really comes down to digital marketing is a different beast completely. Mm-hmm. It's different than traditional marketing. What you would put on a billboard isn't necessarily what you're going to be putting on your website. You want the same look and feel, you want the same messaging, but it's going to be slightly different in the digital world because people are just super, well, I guess billboard's not the best analogy for that one because we are driving past usually at about 60 miles an hour, but it's <laughs> It's being able to kind of get your message across that quickly because people just want the answer that they're looking for and then they go on to something else. We're not really going to the website necessarily as a referral and going, oh, go check out K's site. And I'll go and spend a while because somebody, you know, loves and respects you. And then I'm going to go and spend more time there. That's important too. But so we want to make sure that we can have that perfect weaving of people that 
are going to spend some time there and some people that are have just hit your website off of a Google search and and what did they see as well. Yeah. So it comes down to like little things like that. And you're like, okay, that's not my mojo. <laughs> that's where I want to spend my time, my energy, my anything. You're like, you guys know this. Okay, carry on. So we, yes, we act as a kind of a, your CMO and your CIO, which means your chief marketing officer and your chief information officer, which normally, you know, would cost you about 150 grand a year at least for each one of those. But that's just part of the package because we want you to be successful. The more successful you are in building your businesses, right? The longevity you have with us for one. And two, that's the fun part of business. That's what makes our jam is being able to tell stories like Anne's and going, yeah, this was fantastic. We love helping <laughs> entrepreneurs be able to grow their businesses, whether they're starting off or they're already a $2 million or $20 million company and we've helped them to grow. Right, right. And so I'm curious now, I'm, I'm really curious, yeah. like what are some of the, I guess, top three common mistakes that you see time and time again that, people are making out there. Absolutely. Big one is being sold software and not buying what they need for their company. Ah. So a lot of them will go out and they'll be told, Hey, this is, you know, we have this software and we do this and we do that. And it's going to be fantastic. Uh, And sometimes it's even still in development stages and it's not developed. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. So they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'll save money. Well, they haven't really because the software doesn't do what they need it to do. And that becomes immensely problematic. The other thing is having your staff decide which software they like to use, <laughs> which is Interesting. Like, um, not the best idea because you're not actually getting what you need done in a business sense and you're losing a ton of money. Like you're losing leads, you're losing uh, email cam- capacities and campaigns. People aren't subscribing because of the way the emails are set up to get sent out, which a lot of business owners don't think about. Um, and data integration is huge, having to manually enter things. So mm. keep staff become used to, you know, that's what I do. I take the data from this one and I add it into that one. That's my job. So of course I don't want software that's going <laughs> to just integrate right. it and then I don't have a job anymore, yeah. but they're not thinking about, well, yes, you're going to integrate that and you get to do something that's actually fun. And, and it's not just, easy. And we want to be able to take the human resources and be able to do the fun things that they like to do, like being spontaneous, having conversations, creating connections, you know, all the things that humans do well and computers do terribly. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's so interesting that you said that um, there's people out there that rely on the team to tell them what software that they need to be using. You hear this a lot as well, which is to me mind boggling because as the business owner, as the leader of the company, right? You you need to be actually looking at different systems, investigating, having conversations with yourself to find out what exactly is needed for their business. Though so that is really actually surprising to me, but very common at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it comes down to as a CEO, yes, we want to be able to get the feedback from our, our team, our employees, mm. whatever we want to refer to them as. And your job as CEO is to create strategies for where you want the company to go and how you want it to operate. So when you have that fundamental down, then you start to realize, oh, that software just doesn't fit in with our strategy. That piece of technology, the way that system is set up just doesn't fit in with, with where we're going and where we want to go as a company. And a lot of 
people don't realize that it's just, well, I'm just sending out an email. Am I not? I'm like, no, it's not what's going down at all. Uh, there, there's so many more aspects to it that that should be in the considered in the decision making process. So we want to back people up a little bit and go, hey, I get it that this works good enough for what you're doing right now, but you're missing out on an entire field of opportunity that, if done properly, you could just quadruple what you're doing right now effortlessly. It's almost it's almost as if you're not doing anything differently, except you did. Wow, 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 wow. And you cover a lot of different aspects of this. Like this is amazing. It's like just go to one person, Michelle, and she'll be able to kind of tell you everything about everything when it comes to systems and automations and seeing whether it works for your business or not. This is amazing. Now, Michelle, um, before we wrap up, it do you have any last <laughs> words for our audience, our listeners, that maybe you think that they need to know a little bit about? Absolutely. I personally want to congratulate every listener for becoming an entrepreneur or even thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and certainly for building into a business ownership role, because I think it's the bravest thing that you can ever do is to get step into that entrepreneurial role and then fulfill it into the business ownership role, because it is the best personal development training you will ever get ever. And you just figure out who you really are and what you're really capable of doing. And sometimes that's really hard because we got to shed the old way of doing things and the old way of creating the successes that we did. And it feels uncomfortable because we were really successful doing it that way. And now we have to do something new and different and weird. And yeah. and, and that threatens all of our beliefs. <laughs> and that is terrifying. And I totally get it but I just want to congratulate you and encourage you to keep going and go strong because it's totally worth it in the end. Well, that is amazing. Words of wisdom and encouragement both together. Wow. Thank you so much, Michelle. This was awesome. I totally love all the content and so many golden nuggets in such a short amount of time. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I had fun. Thanks for listening to Make Your Mark podcast at www.makeyourmarkpodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get this and every other episode that comes out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.